live on location. Me and the blackest one are back with another tap in, man. The NBA season is in full swing. We got in-season tournament games happening. I like the little contention and all of that going back and forth. We're going to get into all that. Right now, I want to start off with them early season standings, man. Out east, we got the 9-2 and two Celtics running the show out there. And Tatum, young baby Jay out there looking like an MVP candidate early on. Philly surprising us now. Philly surprising us losing hard. And I thought it was going to be a little bit more growing pains than this. But that boy Maxi out there going crazy. And he got his first 50 ball of his career. They 8-3. and three. And then you got the Pacers, the Heat, and the Bucks all at 7-4. and four. You got Tyrese Halliburton going crazy, bro. That boy just had 32 assists and zero turnovers in two games. That ain't never, ever, ever happened in the history of the game. <laughs> Young boy out there acting a fool. The Heat then quietly ran off six in a row, which they didn't do all last season at all. Then you got the Bucks. Dane Dollar had 37-13 and 13 last night as Giannis set out, but that was his bounce-back game from having like a, a so-so uh, game before that. Then you got the Knicks at 6-5. and five. They, they right there. They still trying to figure it out. Let's get out west, though. You got them Denver Nuggets looking dominant as they started the season, 9-2. and two. To me, it's a little surprising. I don't know, but you tell me. Dallas, 9-3 and three right there at number two in the West. You got, obviously, Luka the Don leading the way, but I think that young boy, Derek Lively, he, he's been a big surprise for them out of the draft, and he's doing well for them. Then you got Minnesota at 8-3. and three. They might be... Ant-Man and them might might be on, on to, like, the most surprising start because everybody – I know I was wondering, was they going to keep Rudy Gobert, uh, Cat Towns, and they gave Nas Reader back. They kept everybody. They ain't moved nobody. They, they moving along like they want to play like that. Then you got the Rockets. It's surprising, too, 6-3. and three. They got a six-game winning streak. Black, they start off 0-3. Now they won six straight. Start he may getting them going. He may Udoka getting them going. Then you got the Oklahoma City Thunder, 7-4. and four. Of course, SGA averaging 29.3, but basically a 30 ball. And the Kings at 6-4, and four, they getting back going. They got Swipe of the Fox back. He had about 29. They beat the Lakers last night. What you see out there early going, Black? In the East, loving how Tyrese Maxey is playing for the 76ers. Uh, I love them as a group. They got a lot of nice pieces, a lot of solid players. Yeah, you got Embiid, but they probably got about 11 other players they like, that's they really beat solid, they that beat. really helping them out. They look like they playing great basketball, and I love watching them play. And Oubre, got, Oubre didn't even play last couple. He got hit by a car or something crazy. Hope he all good, you know, speedy recovery yeah, to him, but he was hoping to, uh, early on. To Oubre, yeah, he definitely stepped up. Uh, it was a perfect position for him. Play defense, get open shots, man, and he and he succeeded in, in the first couple of games. The Celtics, man, I feel like they're doing their job. They're doing what they supposed to do. They've been here the last couple of yep. years, and they plan on staying. And uh, they had Pazingas and uh, Jalen Brown out the other day, but they still was working on all cylinders. Love the backcourt and Drew and, and White in the backcourt with Tatum and Brown, man. Uh, Pazingas is looking like, man, the sixth god that I remember uh, from, from the Knicks. So uh, shout out to the Celtics uh, running the chart. The Pacers, man. Nice, firm, young team, man. I feel like they playing together. Tyrese Maxey. Uh, I mean, not Tyrese Maxey. Hallenberg. Tyrese yeah. Halliburton and Tyrese Maxey. The most favorite position in the league right now is the point guard. And, uh, man, he stepped up and doing his thing, man. He's uh, he's leading by example. He's not turning the ball over. He's putting all his guys in position to win. I love to see seeing them play. 
the Heat, I'm glad they didn't woke up and yeah. got got started and got cranked on up. You know, it's a, they lost a lot last year, but you know, you know the Heat culture. They don't care who we got. We got the best in shape in the league, and uh, that's what they showing these last. Hey, how, how you how you feel? Milwaukee. Wait, wait. Before you go past Miami, bro, I want to ask you about that young fella, Jamie Jaquez Jr., bro. What you think of his game? I feel like mm -hmm. he kind of like a diamond in the rough. They found. You know how the Heat always got a knack for finding somebody that you yeah, didn't really he the talk one. about a lot. But he the one. He's nice. Like you watch him play, bro. He he can do basically everything on the court. And he's like the typical type of, you know, Miami Heat or San Antonio Spur to get drafted and they don't really know about him. But then these dudes be ballers. He looking like he going to have a great career, bro, be a solid player, if not better than that. But for the very least, his bottom floor is decent as hell right now. Yeah, whether he stay with the Heat after this or, or move on, him being in that Heat culture, them teaching them how to be a professional, them teaching them how to play the right yeah. way and and do do the right things is gonna help his game out tremendously. That uh, he's one of the ones that they always have every year that they they scout team do a great job on bringing these guys in that don't nobody might may not have won or. Or people made a, may, I don't want to say one, but sleep people on, might, might have looked yeah, over them. You know what I'm saying? Bit. And um, he's one of the ones I, I expect this year. I've been paying attention to him too. Uh, I'm excited to see what he's doing and making a name for himself in this league. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks, uh, they still up there in the fold. I feel it's a lot of adjustments that have to go. A lot of guys got to get in shape, man. It's early in the season. A lot of guys got to move around. But uh, I'm loving the standing. I'm loving the standings of the Eastern Conference. Now the West. Like, man, yeah. you know, it's just the wild, wild west out there, man. You got a lot of cowboys and Indians running around out there in the west. And um, them Denver Nuggets is representing and doing their thing like they usually oh, do. They down. lost Jamal Murray, but they, like I say, they one of the deepest teams. So another guy just plugged in and they keep regular schedule program. I'm so happy for Dallas Mavericks. You know, you had a lot of people thinking Luke and, and Kyrie couldn't coexist. Uh, they, they had a nice draft pick and uh, live. Shout out Nico and that school. front office fan bought them, yeah. did a great job plugging that piece in. Lively then fit in seamlessly with them. Yeah, you got a guy in Lively that's giving you that old school Tyson Chandler feel uh, yeah. when they won the Facts. championship back in the Facts. day. So I'm proud of uh, what the Dallas Mavericks is doing and how they playing, how they starting off. Uh, uh, I think this is exciting for Luca. I, I think it gives him a sense of urgency to keep on going and keep on pushing. And uh, I love why Kyrie is leaving it all on the court. You're not seeing him in the tabloids talking much or doing what he's doing. He just out there Stay getting hooked. Minnesota Timberwolves, man. Loving what they doing. Uh, I didn't understand them signing some of the guys back and kind of kept it where it was. But now seeing them play, I understand it. With Daniels and uh, Mike Conley, and Ant-Man on the wing, they're pushing up on defense. They got them two big trees back there to protect the basket, so they pushing up on defense. They look like a way more aggressive team on defense. Ant-Man is coming to his own where he's looking to take the torch. That's what it's looking like. He's looking to be one of them young oh, guys yeah. to take the torch and um, take this league to another level. Ant-Man got now. I'm excited to see the Minnesota Timberwolves and um, – I'm excited to see how their team is made up. Like a lot of guys don't have that many big men. A lot of guys don't have a, a a traditional center and a traditional power forward playing in this day and age. And to see them have it and stepping up on their defense, it looked like them are going to be the defensive teams that have two guys in there for it like that. But uh, I'm loving what the Timberwolves are doing. They look great. 
Love Ime Udoka and them young guys over there and the way they playing. Uh, they very exciting. Uh, he knew he was going to get them Rockets together. They had too much talent and he too good of a coach. I didn't know it was going to start happening this soon in the season, but we knew Ime was going to start getting that thing turned in the right way. Uh, Ime and them Rockets, man, Dylan Brooks, uh, all the people that they added to it, plus the young fellas, man, they look like they playing solid basketball, not losing basketball. Look like they trying to win every game they playing in. Love how they moving around and how they doing their thing. And um, shout out to E-Man and them uh, for a second chance on his part and for these guys to buy into what he's talking about. You know, he's been to the uh, NBA finals. He's been around world-class coaches and all this stuff. And um, you can tell, like, his presence is really on the Rockets. OKC Thunder, man, one of the most talented teams in the NBA. I expect them to be there, adding Chet to that lineup that they had last year. I felt like that's all they really needed. I love seeing the, the young boy Case and Wallace out there, man, getting them a few ticks, man. And, um, you know, we got a chance to interview him, seeing him with so much talent on that team, seeing him do his thing. But I love OKC. They got a full of talent, and uh, I think they, they looking to not be in the play-in this year and trying to get in one of them spots early. No, absolutely. I think they definitely not a play-in team this year. They ready to be a firm seed in the playoffs and be ready to go. Yeah, the Sacramento Kings, I feel like they had a slow start, but uh, as they slowly get stuff together, I feel like they definitely going to be one of the teams that's back again. And uh, glad to see Swiper back doing his thing, man. They, they're an excited team. Uh, this season just overall, man, it reminds me when we first got in the league where it was all it was somebody on every team, whether it was the worst team in the NBA all the way to the best team in the NBA that had some guys that you really wanted to watch and really wanted to see what they was going to do night in and night out. We had a couple play-in games, man, this week, and you know, it, it was a little it was a little chippy out there, Black. You know, we can start off with yeah. that Warriors-T-Wolves fight, like, not even two minutes into the game, bro. Like, what was that about? And then tell me this. I, I need to hear opinions, because you know I have thoughts and opinions on the actual, you know, the little, the little scuffle that happened. I, I, I have major opinions on that. Like, first, mm -hmm. Let's start with the initiation of it where, you know, McDaniels and Clay. It looked like Clay got a little high up with the stiff arm in the neck to the chest to the neck area with McDaniel. He took exception, and that's what kicked it off. You know, the grabbing, the pushing mm -hmm. away, then the jerseys and stuff got a little ripped. But timeout. Rudy Gobert came in. He, In my eyes, he looked like he was coming in to be the peacemaker. He didn't look like he was coming with the chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Draymond was having no parts of it. <laughs> and he came in with the rear naked chokehold. <laughs> the rear naked chokehold. But that's all good. You know, we've seen that before. My question, respectfully, what the hell was Cat doing? Carl Anthony Towns. That was not helping your teammate. Rudy Gobert, if Draymond Green had that thing locked in the right way, Rudy Gobert was going to sleep. And it was on Carl Anthony Towns' watch. While Carl Anthony Towns literally had hands on Draymond, he could have allowed Rudy Gobert to go to sleep if Draymond had that thing. Bro, you and I both know. You seen, I seen you do it for me. I done did it for you. When Brian Skinner get you in the lane in, in, in training, boom, hold on from behind. Four on to the head. They tell him you can't do it. I'm like, hold on to my partner. I can do that. He bigger than him. <laughs> Bro, can't, and Carl Anthony Towns was supposed to come in with the club punch. The forearm, the shoulder tackle, he was supposed to come in something with some 
with some something with him, some tenacity after him to let him know, like, brother, I'm talking about as soon as Carl Anthony Town, you 6'11", bro. Whatever he came with, the 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 the, the, the real nigga chokehold choke was supposed to come loose and then everything else could be worked out for that. He held the chokehold while he was holding him. They were just all holding each other, bro. <laughs> no, but I don't think you should just blame that all on Cat because Anthony Edwards was right behind him too. Well, he should. I'm talking about what he didn't actually get in it. Then that's cool. If you're gonna, I'm saying if you're gonna get in it, get in it. Like you feel what I'm saying? Like if you're gonna do something, do something. Don't don't just like (laughs) I don't know what to call that, bro. Between that move and then when Cat Anthony Towns got pinned down and he actually literally tapped out on the floor between them two moves, that's a bad. That's you got bad tape when it comes to situations. You got bad tape. Yeah, he might not. Want the conversation like that? He might just be a guy that's out there to play basketball. But I just want, I, like I say, I, Anthony Edwards was say if we gonna get on Anthony, call Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards was was right there too, and they didn't do nothing. They just let. I'm on the whole Rudy Minnesota Timberwolves. I I like the like I'm almost in a situation where somebody should have ran off the bench when Draymond did. Like that was. That was as about as aggressive as we've seen somebody get grabbed up yeah. from behind and something like that for nobody to do nothing. Like, bro, he had him in a full-fledged chokehold dragging him from behind. And, That's like, right. anybody yeah. should have did something. Like, yeah, you right. And anybody on that court, and I ain't even mad if somebody would have took off from the bitch, even though that's, you know, that's far-fetched because you're going to get fined so hard. But, like, anybody on that court, it was supposed to be action. It was supposed to be game on. Somebody diving in on that. Like, hold up, let go of my teammate. And being my excuse is the NBA coming at me. Bro. They had they would he was choking my teammate like what you talking about I had to help. Yeah, if I was Rudy Gobert, I wouldn't. I would really fight that fine. I shouldn't get. I shouldn't Why get a twenty five thousand. He, he came in as a peacemaker. I didn't say nothing. I didn't. I didn't do nothing. <laughs> I, got ch- I got choked out. Like the mean. And I get and I get a fine for twenty five thousand. Like I wouldn't pay that fine. First of like, all, and if they make me pay that fine, I'm appealing. I'm appealing to find, and I'm I'm looking for you, Draymond. I need to see you, and I need somebody to record it when we square up, so that I can, so the world can see that I ain't no punk. <laughs> Cause right now the means is not in your favor. You got fined, and you got choked out, and I I I, I just didn't like the way it looked, man. Y'all the big boys. Yeah, y'all I, supposed I, to be patrolling the paint and all that. That paint look real soft and squishy in the middle right now, if you ask me. Yeah, one thing I liked about it, I just liked how, how McDaniel stepped up. You know, he didn't accept what Clay did to him. Them guys looked like they was ready to go into the choke. Those, those <laughs> were the two that was really him. like, that was really the way a tussle was supposed to go. When we see tussles, like yeah. them two, they didn't back down Grab from each, each other. other. They was jersey. right up on each other. And they was like, even when they got separated, they still was at each other. And it wasn't no focus anywhere else. But like, I don't know. That was that was just wild to me. That was that was, that was was kind of wild. Yeah. yeah, it definitely was a wild fight. Uh Man, Draymond can't do that. That's 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 just unacceptable. You can't you can't do that. Like I don't know. That's 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 just unacceptable. But uh, you know, he's the enforcer for his team. This is what he do. I think he's paid over two million dollars worth of fines in his career. You know, it is what it is. We'll see what the uh, what's the. He got five games. He got the five games suspension. Yeah, I kind of I thought they was gonna give him. I kind of predicted they was gonna give him about five to ten games. That's what I thought he was gonna get. It ain't worth it. That five games gonna hurt, especially with Steph. Steph hurt. Steph not playing like that. Five games gonna hurt. Yeah. Let, let, let's talk. Let's talk about our Clippers, man. I hate to even do this. Let's talk about our Clippers right now, man. We were. 
starting off, it was looking, it was looking great. Then we went, obviously, when we went and made the trade for James Harden, and now the Clippers have lost six straight games. What you thinking, Black? What are you seeing out there when you look at the team? Do you think that they can work this thing out? Do you think it's kind of in a situation where it's all bad now and they, they kind of made a bad move adding Harden and you don't think it's going to work? Like, what's your, what's your viewpoint on it? It's still early. It's still extremely early. Harden didn't have a camp. He didn't have a training camp. He said he needed a little more time to get ready. Like, what's your thoughts on this whole situation right here? Yeah, I just think it just take time. We all wanted to, we wanted to work right away. You heard names and you put them in a pot and you put them together. You think instantly the chemistry is there. You think instantly guys know, man, it's a difference between playing against a guy then now you got to play with him because you got to know all the things that makes him succeed out there on the court. It's November. You know, it's early in the season now. If they was having these problems and it was February after All-Star break or something like that or leading up to All-Star break, then, yeah, I'd be a little bit more concerned. I'd be ready to, to sound the alarm a little bit. But right now, I'm, I'm not too worried about it. I feel like they're a great team. They're a good team. They just added another veteran center to the list. Uh, I just feel like it takes time. We got to be patient, you know. They ain't build Rome overnight, so uh, we got we got to just wait and see where it is. But I definitely see they gonna. I think they're gonna be in the fold. I think they just figuring it out. Like you got Kawhi and Paul George's man. I think they're toning down their games because they want James to do well over there with them. And I think James is toning down his game because he don't want to step on Kawhi and PG toes. And it's just like once you get out of that mode. And it's like, yeah, I can, I can get it. But uh just takes time. Yeah. That's all it is. My concern is that, number one, the rough start. I mean, I didn't, you know, obviously it could be ups and downs when you start, but it's not just about the fact that they lost six straight. It's how they losing and the way they look. They don't look like themselves. That's what concerns me. I don't, like you say, I understand, like, you know, they not trying to step on each other's toes, but then they coming after the games and saying, hey, like you've seen T. Lou say, stop, everybody stop walking around, do this and that. Then you've seen James Harden say, I'm going to be aggressive, I'm going to do this. And then it's just like, it's for whatever the reason, it is, it's not happening. I know it's going to take some time, but uh, I worry with the concessions that they all trying to make for each other, if, if any of them can get to a point where they feel like them true, that their true selves out there on the court, or are they going to always be in a space where they're trying to, make sure this or make sure that or, or is he okay over there because like to me that's what i see when i look out there when you look at them playing nobody is truly being themselves no matter what they saying i don't think they all mm -hmm. that playing the way that they were normally playing prior to the trade happening so i think until they able to get past that it's going to be up and down and i you know they obviously have the the talent in the team to be in the playoff picture and to be you know competing for the championship but if those guys can't get to a place where they're in their comfort zone and Kawhi is Kawhi, PG is PG, Russ is Russ, and, and Harden is Harden, like, it don't matter that they all together because they're going to be not the sum of themselves. So that's just, you yeah. know, I, I definitely, yeah. you know, we Clippers at heart. I'm rooting for them. If anybody could do it, I know T. Lou going to work his number to get them, in, get them in shape and get them right. So, you know, we definitely still on the bandwagon and still riding with them. I'm just looking at it, trying to see how it's going to come together. You know, it just takes teams time to, to get in order. Some teams time to get in order to get it right. And uh, I think they this is just the situation they in. But, uh, you know, the basketball guys is listening. And if they hear y'all believing in it, 
And I think it'll happen. We got the rookie of the year watch, bro. You know, our top two two targets is just Chet and Vi- and Wimby. They had their first mm-hmm. matchup the other day. TNT game, national television, mm-hmm. big time game. It wasn't what we thought it would be. The two the two studs didn't do, you know, didn't put on the show. You know, I was listening to Shaq and, and Chuck after the game. Shaq said the big man coalition wasn't wasn't proud tonight. He wanted to see some more numbers than that. But like, you know, they didn't go crazy. You know, sometimes that happens when they when two stars get their first big matchup, it just kind of cancel each other out. But like Overall, the numbers and what they averaging, Wimby right now is probably your favorite, averaging 18.6, 9.3 rebounds on 43% from the field, but he got them 2.4 blocks he bringing in. He, he rejected protector mm-hmm. down there. And Chet, you know, yeah, Chet, threes. Chet going to stay in that conversation because not only is he balling, he averaging 15.7, 7.5 on 52.7 from the field, but he's on the – I feel like a better team, the Oklahoma City Thunder, have a chance to really Definitely, yeah. make a mark in the West and, and and try and knock somebody off in the playoffs in advance. So I think he has the upper hand as far as that. But, I mean, Wimby, obviously, with the numbers and the opportunity he has on that Spurs team, that puts him in the lead spot just because of the available opportunity for him to shoot more shots and be, be more uh, in it offensively than Chet is because Chet got – you know, SGA probably going to be top two, three in the league and scoring, and, you know, he's the superstar over there. So, like, Victor doesn't really have that in front of him, that that type of strong, strong mm-hmm. star. He's the biggest star over there right now. But you got, also got to bring that boy Osar Thompson into the conversation. He is out there killing, bro. One of the most athletic wings and, and like, obviously athletic rookies, but, like, he's one of the most athletic wings in the whole league, bro. He was, like – He's averaging over like 4.5 offensive rebounds per game. Now, for the season, he's averaging 12 points per game and 10.3 rebounds on 43.2 shooting. But, bro, you and I both know to be averaging 10.3 rebounds as a wing is big, but to average four point something offensive, like you giving your team from four to five chances at a, a second chance points and offensive rebounds as a wing, that's crazy, bro. You got to be a hustle player and, and willing to to do the small things to be a player like that that's getting offensive rebounds. So, you know, a lot of guys, man, you shoot the ball, they they just running back on defense, trying to get back on defense. But to to run and try to get an offensive rebound and run back and play the D that he play, weak side blocker. Yeah. Just how he playing overall. He's not – he don't look like a guy like, yeah, I'm trying to come in and score all the points. He look like a guy that like, I'm trying to come in and do everything that my team need me to do to win a game. And uh, that's why I love watching them play. I think <laughs> – no disrespect to both of the twins, but I think Detroit might have got the better twin right now because he's playing outstanding for that team, especially with Cade and, and Durant playing the way they playing like uh, – Monty, they they got one. They yeah. got a solid player. With I'm not him, gonna you know. lie, the other one. He, he definitely should. should. He just not getting the same he, amount of minutes, but he a killer too. Hey, no, he definitely is. He definitely is. He played the right way and so forth. On oh, it's a lot of talent over there too. But the uh, the one in Detroit, he's he he definitely should be mentioned in the watch, man. Because what he's doing, I think he did something that uh, only a couple of guys then did, the amount of blocks he have and rebounds he has right court, now. He, and he, like you said, yeah, he's, he's definitely a two-way defender. He, like, on the ball, off the ball, he, 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 them boys, I'm telling you, I like both of the twins, bro. They they lock up. Like both of them, man. 
they crafty, they stupid, bouncy, stupid athletic. You see the dunk that yeah. boy had the other night? Poster. On, on Capella. Poster. Other on, guy. On guy Capella, yeah. Yeah. Watch your head, boy. Woo. Man, shout out to both of them. Both of them twins. I didn't get a chance to really see them a lot last year or see their game. Yeah. Uh, but just hearing a lot and um everything that they say they was. Man, them boys done showed even more. Gotta respect it. So uh shout out, shout out to the twins, cause they, they definitely look good. Yep, yep. In season tournament, bro. We got, you know, let's talk about, you know, it's been about two weeks, two, two weeks of it now since they didn't start at the games. Let's look at the little leaders at the top of the groups. You got the East Group A, you got the Pacers at two and oh, Pistons at 0 and 2 at the bottom. If they don't get one, they done. Pacers looking like they're gonna advance to the to the next round in the East Group B. This is why I told you when we was doing our picks, what did I say? I said I wanted the Miami Heat because we know that that Heat culture is intact. It's been intact. It's been getting put in and imp- implemented since August, September. Whereas the Bucks, we seen. That was my excuse for saying I choose the Heat over the Bucks because they got some growing pains to go through early in the season. That You know, they still having Dame in and out the lineup. Giannis have missed games. But – Right now in the East Group B, you got the Heat 2-0, the Bucks right behind them at 1-0, and the Wizards, they 0-2, but like, bro, they not playing good basketball right now. They out there wilding. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they got nice talent on their team, but it's just, man, you can you can tell selfishness is all over that team, man. The guys being selfish, they not playing together. It looks sloppy. But I feel like they can turn it around. Like man, they got the talent. They gotta play the right way, though, bro. Like they not. To me, it's like I'm like I feel. I'm, I'm gonna just say it. I feel like Jordan Poole is like, boy. I just got got freedom, and I'm just about to go show everybody my full bag. And I think once he gets used to like, I'm in a position that damn, I could do my thing. I could, you know, I'm pretty. I got the freedom. I got the ultra green light. I ain't got Steve Kerr and, you know, the OG Steph and Draymond and them telling me to chill out and do this. Like, he just got the ball. It's like, it's like that kid that ain't been outside for recess in like weeks and weeks. And he come yeah. out like, oh, I'm here. I'm about to do everything right now. And it's like, you ain't got to give them everything right away. You got a whole 82 game season and then with the rest of your contract while you there, you got a long time to show these people what you got going on and people can't go. My opinion on Jordan Poole is I, I love his game. I love the way he plays when he's not trying to do too much, but I feel like it's not his game. It's he got to show more maturity. Like he get, he just got to yes. show more maturity. That's, uh, yeah. You on a team like that, like you got to show more maturity. You're a championship player. You got a ring already. You got to show more maturity. You you done been around Steph and Clay. Throw that on and your see teammates. how this work gets done, and you' supposed to pour that off into all your teammates yeah. and stuff. It shouldn't be no clips of you on the bench. Yeah, the clips doing is crazy. The clips and, is and not, crazy. Not playing to and, and he got to understand, like, bro, you the man now. The spotlight is on you. All the cameras is following you around. The time that you walk in the gym to shoot around to the time that you leave. So my thing with Jordan Poole is like, man, I'm a fan. I'm not I'm not bashing you. I don't want to talk down on you. What I want you to do is mature up. Straight man, up. Man, show while while they put you in that position to be who you are and give you the opportunity for that. Cause like, trust me, there's a lot of other guys out there that get buckets that don't get that same opportunity that you get. Yeah, Cam Thomas so Brooklyn. Yeah, so so yeah, just mature up, man, because uh, the only way that that team is going to be better, look better, if Jordan Poole mature up. Agreed. That's how I feel. You got the East Group C, man. 
Tatum out there with the Celtics. They one and zero in the Nets, though. They two and one over there. Two and one. Magic got to get going. They got a game Friday in Chicago. They got to get one to be able to get out of the pool play. West Group A. No surprise here. You heard LeBron. LeBron say, hey, man, it's 500000 a new trophy online. I'm all in. What you talking about? I'm with it. The Lakers ain't playing. They out there 2-0, playing like they really want it. Utah Jazz 2-0, like they really want it. You got the Grizzlies at the bottom of the bracket, 0-3. They got three games. A lot of teams ain't got three in-season tournament games. They got three already, and yeah. they lost every one of them. The West yeah. Group B, you got the Denver Nuggets. Toting that thing. They 2-0 and in the group play so far. The, the Rockets 1-0. They got the game. Uh, Clippers 0-2. They might be done in the whole in-season tournament thing right now. I don't know. If they lose another one, they definitely done. But they might be already done. Hey, tell me what you think about the Pelicans. They 1-1. One one. Have you seen their court, bro, with the with the lime green and black? With the lime green and stuff? Is they, yeah, that's, is, that's real nice. Which one you think is the dopest court, bro? I'm going to tell you off the top. That Bulls court know. is terrible. The all red, that's terrible. I'm not rolling. You don't terrible. like that? Terrible. What Charles Barkley had, terrible. If you don't like the Bulls, that means you don't like the Miami Heat court either. They, Any of that all red thing, I don't like. I don't like the whole. I like the ones more with the strip of the color through. Like, not. I can't deal with, like, the Boise the State middle. joint, bro. The all blue one, like the Boise State football. Nah, come on. Nah, I ain't rolling. I kind of like the courts, man. It give it gives a different type of dynamic to it. It don't look like the the regular NBA. No, no, scene I definitely, I definitely love the difference. It's a, when you when we play the in season tournament, everything about it you feel you when you look at the game, you like, oh, what's happening tonight? This is something different. That's the first thing you think from the courts to the jerseys to everything that's going on. You like what? Something different is going on. So I love that they made the aesthetic like it's noticeably this something is happening tonight. I get that. I love it. I'm just speaking on some of those in particular courts. I'm not mm-hmm. rolling. And some of them, like, not even some of them. The Brooklyn Nets City jerseys, where Bubba Dub at? Trash. Them things terrible, mm-hmm. bro. Them is not none of my favorite. They got some awesome jerseys out there, but I'm not a fan of that Brooklyn Nets one. No. No, sir, my friend. Oh, I ain't really. I'm actually, I'm liking it. I'm liking the courts. Uh, I'm liking the different jerseys. Clippers, I never seen Clippers in other colors. Like seeing them with the blue jerseys, the not having the red, white, and blue. That, I thought that's dope. Seeing the Denver Nuggets with the dark blue jersey with the dark blue court is dope. I don't know. I'm feeling it. I'm 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 riding. I'm just trying to see how it looks. Uh, I'm feeling the courts. I'm feeling the jerseys, and I'm feeling the competition a little bit on these Tuesdays and Fridays. It feel like it's a little bit more going on on Tuesdays and Fridays, so I'm liking that. Nah, straight up. Then you got the West Group C. You got the T-Wolves holding it down, 2-0 and at the top. Kings right behind them, 1-0. Spurs at the bottom of that barrel, 0-2. They don't look like they're going to make it too far with that, but, you know, that's how that's going. Tell me, Black, do you think yeah. the Tuesday night games was a little chippier than normal? You had the Clay, Draymond, McDaniels, Rudy Gobert, chokehold situation. First two minutes of the game, you had AD and the Grizzlies getting a little little chippy. Then even Spurs and OKC got a little chippy chat. What you think, bro? Do you yeah, think I the tournament bringing like, out the little bringing out the best at five hundred k on the line? <laughs> I just love the competitiveness of it. I don't know if it's the tournament. I don't want to just put it on the tournament. I just love the competitiveness of it. Uh, guys, it's not accepting other guys just being better than them. Like, why I can't be that? I remember the times when me and you played with the Clippers, and 
we started off at the bottom of the barrel, but we were looking at every team like why we can't beat them, mm-hmm. why we can't win games, or why we can't be better. And it seemed like it's a lot of teams that's out there like why we can't beat us. Uh, we had three different champions the last three years. It's really a toss-up. We don't know who's going to win it. Nobody's dominating the league like how they was dominating the league. Nobody's running off three like Shaq and Jordan and all this. But nobody's going to eight finals like LeBron James. Yeah. Went Dem- to. Denver it's, might have something to say about earth. that one part, though. Denver might have something to say now. We're going to have to see. Yeah, but until it's been proven, until we see them in the finals again, winning the finals, they're not dominating. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like you can dominate during the regular season, but you got to end it all the way out with a, with another championship ring, and um, it's looking like that. It's looking like everybody feeling like they got a chance, and I, that's what I love about the league. They're not accepting so and so is at the top. You know, yep. like I say, we went through nah, those stages. Parity right now. It's parity. A lot of teams feel like they got a real yeah. chance. And they do got real chances. A lot of teams out there that could get this thing done. Mm-hmm. Let's get to that sleeper pick segment black we got our sleeper segment and there's only two games tonight so we'll get into our sleeper picks for tonight but we'll make our more or less picks i like that more or less black so we got okc at golden state Mm -hmm. will sga have more or less on 6.5 rebounds he's averaging 6.9 just fyi he will have more Absolutely agree with you. He will have more than 6.5 rebounds. I think he's a triple-double threat every night, and you see he's averaging 6.9, so that's easy. More, more, more. Will CP3 have more or less on 9.5 assists tonight? And he's averaging 7, but we do know also he will be starting as Steph Curry is out with the knee right now. So will he have more or less than 9.5 assists? I think he'll have less than 9.5 assists. I'm going with more than 9.5 assists. We know CP is the ultimate general, and now with with, with Steph being out, he's going to see more minutes at his point position. He's going to feel more in control. I go more. Mm -hmm. Will Andrew Wiggins have more or less than 14.5 points? Even I think Andrew Wiggins will have more than 14.5 points tonight. I agree with you. I'm going more. No Steph Curry. A lot of a lot of extra buckets out there. And we need somebody for the Warriors to go and get more than 20. Andrew Wiggins, Clay, whoever wants them buckets, somebody go get a 20 ball for us. Now we got the Nets at Heat. Will Spencer Dinwiddie have more? or less than 14.5 points. FYI, he's averaging 12.5. But he just got crazy the other night. He just had 29. Uh, I think he's going to have more than 14.5 points. I'm going to go with you on that. I just watched him put 29 on my magic and um, a win for Brooklyn. I, I think he's feeling it. He's in a little groove. I think he can definitely get you more than 14.5 points. Jimmy Buckets. Will Jimmy Buckets have more or less than 23.5? I think he's going to have less than 23.5. Jimmy's, like, so 
so weird with him because he could have a crazy game and have 22. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Because Jimmy had like 22, 11, and something else. So it's like, it's, it's like he's hard to gauge. But I'm going I'm to say, hmm, I'm going to say more. I don't agree with I'm going to say more than 23.5. Oh, 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 oh. I'm going to say more. I'm going to say more. They got some wings over there. I could see him getting into the game. So I'm going to say more. Mikael Bridges have more or less than 23.5. You know, he's been killing for them. He's the one over there now. He went from a role player I to the player. He's going to have less than 23.5. I also say he's going to have less than 23.5. I don't, I don't, I just, I don't know. He, when he's a focal point like that, I don't see him getting left open by the heat for all them open threes and everything like that. So we shall see mm-hmm. though. All right. Go check out Sleeper and remember to use promo code KH and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. All right, Black. We got this week's outlook on this co- upcoming games, man. We got Friday's in-season tournament schedule. It should be dope. They got 11 games. They got Phoenix at Utah, Bucks at Hornets, 76ers at Hawks, Pistons at Cavs, Kings at Spurs, and more. Like, talk to me about that Phoenix at Utah. Like, last night, though, Book and KD both had 31 apiece. Like, what you see with this first game with, with, with your, your St. Lunatic? Brad Bill, you know, what, what's going to happen when he show back up and, and make the big three complete? Yeah, I think it's uh, when he show back up, it's going to be on. Uh, he fits right into what they what they do. His, that's part of his game. I think they got him on a few limited minutes because of his back. They don't want his back to to really uh, go out or have, have any more problems, so they slowly bringing him back. But I'm excited to see them together. Uh it felt like K- KD been been a one man army. No disrespect to the other right. guys over there, over there on the team. And uh, you know, we all want to see them all together. We always want to see a team in a full effect with everybody healthy, everybody ready to go. So I'm excited to see them over there, and definitely my guy Bradley Bill because I feel like it's time to show I'm, what I'm, he do. Yeah, I'm excited for all them boys too. But I mean, I'm, I mean, obviously I'm biased for KD because that's, you know, our partner, friend of the show and yada, yada, yada. But like, I'm like, God damn. Every time he joined up with a big three, they, he the only one playing. I was like, what's up? Like, I'm I'm just glad that he about to get the other two big dogs out there with him and then we could finally see what the business is. That's what I'm excited for. For them, mm-hmm. them Phoenix fans, the Phoenix organization and everybody, I'm ready for them to really get to see you know, what they full complement of players look like together. Then you got them mm-hmm. Bucks and Hornets, bro. Like, are we going to see Dame and Giannis start to get back on track together? Like, because it's been kind of yin and yang. Like, if Giannis go crazy, Dame either didn't play or didn't go crazy or vice versa. If Dame go crazy, Giannis either didn't go crazy or maybe didn't play. So, I mean, we want to see them in the lineup together and start hitting that stride where they looking like that one-two punch and, and they playing off each other and they both able to get busy yeah, in games like together. Like I say, it's early in the season. We got to get them together. They got to get some more chemistry, uh, getting some more shape. Uh, shout out to them Hornets too, man. They got guys that's averaging 20. Uh, yeah. LaMelo, my guy Rosen, and they get an ch- opportunity to get Miles Bridges back. Uh, yeah. You know, he went through his, his hiatus. Um, I heard he posed a comeback Friday, so that's another guy that can get them lobs and have that chemistry with Melo. Um, I'm excited for both teams to, uh, to get back to where they where they is and, and how they want to do it. 76 is at Hawks, man. MB 
he been hooping, but um, Maxi just kind of overshadowed what he did with that 50 ball, and he's coming on strong, man. But they playing them Hawks. Trey Young averaging 23 and a half. What you see in that game? Uh, I feel like them Hawks been playing good as a team overall. Like, man, any night you can get anything from uh, Murray. Uh, you know, you got Trey, man. They playing on all cylinders. They got a guy that kind of replaced Collins to catch the lob. Yeah. Jalen uh, Johnson is athletic as hell. I'm, lo- I'm loving what the, I'm loving what they doing. And being them is just looking like they just playing good, solid basketball. Nurse got them looking like a real good, solid team. Shout and, out to Nick Nurse. He definitely got them got boys hooping. That. And I like the way he done unleashed Tyrese Maxey. But, like, that's definitely a, a great point, Black. Shout out to Nick Nurse. He doing the damn thing over there. I like his approach. When everything was going on with Harden, he was like, if he's here, he's here. If he ain't, we dealing what we dealing with. I like his approach, mm-hmm. and he, he, man, he's proven. Because I wasn't sold on him when he first was in Toronto. I was kind of skeptical, but, like, obviously winning the championship and doing what he's done, he didn't more than prove this point. He a damn good coach, and I, I, I rock with what he's doing out there in Philly, man. He got them boys moving in the right direction. Yeah, shout out to Nick Nurr. Let's get to the random stat of the week, Black. <laughs> The ejections in the Golden State Warriors-Minnesota game were the third fastest ejections Ever, ever, mm-hmm. you're gonna get a laugh out of this. Former teammate, former OG of yours, still, well, still OG to both of us, big bro, big dog. Number one fastest ejection in the NBA history belongs to our big dog, Rashid Wallace. He got ejected in a, it's only right. in a minute and 25 seconds back in 2012. <laughs> It's only right. It's only right. For context, the Thompson, McDaniels, and Green got ejected in a minute and 43 seconds, which was damn fast. But the second fastest belongs to young Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> minute and 28 I, I, seconds. I, I, two. I don't even remember that. I don't even remember I don't that. remember what yeah, he did to have that, that happen. Yeah. I do not remember that moment. But he got ejected in one minute and 28 seconds. He was three seconds off the fastest time. And it doesn't line up because Isaiah Thomas – don't even get technicals like that, I don't think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So that's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. That was a crazy random stat of the week. You got any shout outs, Black, before we get out of here? Oh, man. Who do I want to shout out? Uh, I'll go first. I, I got a shout out. I'll go. Well, I'll just go get first. a shout out if you ain't got Hey, listen, I want to give a shout out to the NBA, man. Putting in the NBA in-season tournament so far in the first couple weeks of it, man, it seems like the numbers, the viewership, the the way the guys are playing, the way the, the teams and the players are responding to it. I mean, if you can go on the record and you got a LeBron James being excited about it in year 21 with everything that he's seen and done, he's seen literally everything compared to anybody else in his league. And if he's out there championing the, the move and saying that, hey, it's an extra 500000 it's a trophy, it's this, it's that, and then they going out there and really playing like it. Like, he's not just talking it. They 2-0, they playing hard in those games. The games have been crazy competitive. You know, Adam Silver and the, and the NBA overall, they've all done a great job at adding a new entity to the league that everybody's getting excited about. I think the finale of the in-season tournament is going to really be the big deal. So, man, shout out to them. They done pulled it off, and it's doing numbers, man. The guys is playing well with the courts, the jerseys, everything that they all put into it, and they putting big emphasis on it. I think they hit a home run with it. So, shout out to the league with that. My shout out goes to uh, two women that play for USC. Aaliyah and Juju. You seen Juju first two games, man. Thirty points. She done. I think she done broke. 
Cheryl Miller and Lisa Leslie first two games record. Uh, and shout out to Aaliyah, uh, a girl we got the opportunity to meet at Jordan Brand. Uh, we seen her play in the, the high school All-American. She had uh, tragically got shot Crazy. a couple of times in, at a home time in Vegas. But she's back with the team this year and she's playing. So uh, shout out to Juju and shout out to Aaliyah and shout out to the USC bas- women's basketball Definitely team. shout out to Juju and definitely major shout out to Aaliyah because the crazy, like you remember, the crazy thing about that is that we saw her the morning that happened. Remember that happened the day after yeah. the game, the, the Jordan game. We were in the airport, saw her going to her terminal. She was flying home. And then we get home, and then the next morning, that was the news. I, and we were like, what the hell? Like, that was crazy. So, man, shout out to her. Glad, yeah. glad she making a, a recovery. I saw her story on ESPN and stuff. And, man, just, you know, speedy recovery. Keep getting better and and, and bless her, man, because that was crazy and unfortunate. Yeah. We got one more shout out, though, Black. You know, Baby J, Jason Tatum, Daddy, Justin Tatum. He just got named the interim head coach at the NBL Australian team he's coaching at. So shout out to him, man, doing big things, still doing his thing, coaching while your son is a super duper crazy superstar in the league and might be MVP this year, but you still doing your thing in the coaching range, JT. So shout out to Justin, Big J out there, head coach in the Australian NBL league. Uh, that's big time. St. Louis song. Shout out. Hey, that's it for our tap in, man. We're going to keep being right back at y'all, man. We got so much going on this season. Me and Black going to stay in tune with the post, man. Y'all stay in tune with us. Knuckleheads out. The Players' Tribute dot com.